1: Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. Armed
0: American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to, that's why I do it.
1: Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. From the Sig Sauer Studios, on the Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone. They're never going to stop us here here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark, Mark. Walters. Walter. Walter. Let's see how loud we can get today, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Walters
0: sitting here at AAR Ranch in the Sig Sauer Studios. And right now we're on the Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone. Welcome to a Thursday. It's the day after garbage day. It's all being brought to you today and every day. By the great X insurance. Greg over in Dallas, Tejas, I know it's hot there. I, I saw it on <laughs> yeah. on the news today. It was hot. They're all yeah. complaining it's, you know, 106. change. It's hot. It's summertime. But those days are coming to a close. We know that because, well, soon it will be fall, right? Uh, You haven't had a taste of fall weather yet, have you?
2: No, and it doesn't help. We've got uh, some AC issues in the building, so our ACs are not working full throttle, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I shut mine off in the studio just from a a sound standpoint. Right. You could run with yours on. It's not that distracting, but here... right? But but it is to me, you know, because I know it and I can hear it. It just kind of bothers me a little bit. When it's
2: 86 degrees constantly and the knock... It is warmer in the Ooh.
0: studios, and it's not fun. I've been there; I know. All right, guys, welcome in. We're on the downside. It's weird. It's Thursday already. Monday off threw me off. Threw Greg off. I know that. I was here. Yeah, it's just a, it's been a strange week. And our guest joining us now, Ryan Petty, joins me, Parkland Dad. Ryan, how are you, my friend? Hi, Mark. My good to hear your voice. Always a pleasure to have you here, and the same to you, my friend. So. For full disclosure, you and I talked earlier today and I said, you got to join me today. we got to talk about Liberty Safe because a lot more information has come out, Ryan. Yesterday, just for your information, I spent about an hour in the second hour of the program talking specifically about Liberty Safe. And I'm looking forward to doing that in the first hour of this program. We're on far more affiliates right now than we are in the second hour. And I saw some of your tweets. One of them was the same meme that I put out when you responded to Liberty Safe. It's too late, and the meme is great. It's a Liberty Safe, and then the second picture is the safe door open, stacked with Bud Light. And I said, "Oh, I got to, I got to call Ryan." It didn't take long, did it, Ryan?
2: It didn't. I think you know maybe the only place hotter than uh, the Dallas knock is uh, the boardroom at Liberty Safe right now.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of information out, ladies and gentlemen. Yesterday, I will say this. After seeing everything today, I withheld a little bit about, and I said yesterday on there, I'm not, I can't really knock them right now because I just didn't know enough about the warrant. But I commented that it, this does not look good. And people on our side, Ryan, as you know, as I said yesterday, you know, there are going to be a lot of people walk away from Liberty Safe. I have two Liberty Safes. I've had one for, it's fairly new. It's less than two years old or right about two years old. The other one I have is much older than that. What do I do? Pour it out, shoot it up with a machine gun at Kid Rock's house? I can't do that. My option is to spend a few thousand dollars and get more safes. So let's start from the beginning here, Ryan, because this is a really fascinating conversation, and it's shocking to me now that we know more today than we knew yesterday. Charlie Kirk put some information out, some financial information, liberty safe made a statement today so should i start by reading that statement you think's a fair place to go let's be fair to liberty safe right out of the box what do you think i, I think we should give them a word in edgewise sure all right let's do this this is liberty safe statement today after all of the flack yesterday now what happened just to bring you up to speed ladies and gentlemen if you're new to the show or you missed everything or or anything yesterday you don't know what we're talking about Liberty Safe Company, one of the largest gun safe manufacturers in the United States, got a call from the FBI while they were raiding a home in Arkansas over a January 6th, I'll just say, participant. That's all I can really say. And Liberty Safe willfully gave the FBI the backdoor code So it was an electronic keypad, Ryan. Right, so that they could—that's how it had to be. If it were a dial, like my other one is, that they wouldn't have been able to do that. So I feel comfortable there. But my other one's a keypad. They have a backdoor code. They gave it to the FBI. The FBI was able to get into this guy's gun safe. And yesterday, BearingArms.com. Ryan, you write for them over there. I think uh, one of the columns that was up is Liberty Safe with Liberty Safe. I thought that was a, a great headline, and I spent some time on it yesterday. So this raises a ton of questions, and they got hammered online. Here's the statement today from Liberty Safe. We listen to our customers and update our products and practices in response to their evolving needs. Today we are announcing a change that empowers our customers with greater control over their information. Effective immediately, existing customers, that would be me, can visit libertysafe.com slash pages slash combination dash removal and fill out the form to have records of their access codes expunged. In the coming weeks, we will be releasing a feature that gives every new customer this option when registering their safe. This change allows customers to take control of how their information is stored and protected we understand that many of our customers are willing to assume the responsibility of safeguarding their own combination while those who opt out of our data storage process will have limited recourse in case of a lost combination we respect their choice and are here to support them in the way that's best for them on the second page we have also revised our policies around cooperation with law enforcement going forward we will require a subpoena That legally compels Liberty Safe to supply access codes, but can only do so if these codes still exist in our system. Our mission is to protect what matters most to our customers, whether that be valuables or privacy. It is our pledge to continue to make excellent products that serve gun owners everywhere. Now, Ryan, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to turn it over to you. In defense of Liberty Safe, at least they said what Bud Light didn't. At least they came out with a policy, but they didn't apologize or did they apologize with that? Are these changes enough? And that's the focus of the conversation today. It's kind of a rhetorical question because I think we all know the answer to that. Your thoughts. Look, once trust is broken,
2: it's it's. Logarithmically more difficult, exponentially I should say, more difficult to regain that trust. So Liberty Safe has broken trust with their customer base, and I I happen to be like you, Mark, a customer of Liberty Safe. Uh, I I chose Liberty Safe because it was made in America, right? And I wanted to support American manufacturing. They seem to build products at a at a better quality than what. Others in the industry were building, and um, I was sold on the brand. Now I understand, you know, in the intervening years, the company has been sold to a private equity firm, and the original founders may or may not be involved with it anymore, and they may not be building safes the same way they did before. But what they did yesterday by opening, by by acquiescing to law enforcement and. And just with a phone call is my understanding, unless there's different information, just with a phone call, they they were told that they had a warrant and the warrant for the place. And so they wanted the code from Liberty Safe. And Liberty Safe m- made the wrong call yesterday, the wrong judgment call. They, what they should have said is what they did today, which is we will we will only provide codes for safes, which we have with a subpoena. And so they should have forced the the, the the federal government. I understand it was the FBI, the federal government. They should have said, come back with a subpoena, and then we will provide the code. That would have still, I think, shocked a number of us that were customers. But it, at the same time, it would have uh, been a defensible moral position. What they did yesterday was just simply acquiesce to somebody on the phone, uh, you know, a law enforcement agency on the phone and just simply gave up the code. So the the broken trust is really the the issue that they've got to solve. Today, what you just read in my view is a step in the right direction, but it still requires that we trust them. And that's the problem, right? This is the catch-22. If I'm, I think that's the right move that they're making But it requires me to trust Liberty Safe. And I don't trust them right now uh, because they proved yesterday that they can't be trusted.
0: Let me let me respond with this, honey. I'm sorry I had an affair. She told me you were okay with it. I'm sorry it happened going forward. I promise not to believe anything somebody else that, you know, tells me and it won't happen again.
2: Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Well that Yeah, it's the same thing and it, it 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 will take time and demonstrable actions on the part of Liberty Safe that they can be trusted again, right? What demonstrable actions are they that take? Trust.
0: Yeah, I don't know how they do that. We'll talk about that with Ryan when we come back. We're getting ready to take our first break. These these hours are going to fly by today. We've got a lot of interesting things to talk about and we'll cover some of this probably. This, this could take the whole hour because there's a lot here. If you're a gun owner, your trust. Wow, there's the break. Saved by the bell. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation with Ryan Petty. There's more to this story. And none of it, none of it look goods, look look goods, looks good for Liberty Safe down the road. We'll be back. Armed American Radio in the Six Hour Studios on the Daniel Defense mic. It's all brought by X Insurance. See you in a minute.
6: Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, Freedom, Passion, Precision.
0: Daniel Defense, Freedom, Passion, and Precision. My guest, Ryan Petty, knows a little bit about the Freedom, Passion, and Precision at Daniel Defense. He was with me just a few short months ago shooting that Mark 18 and a couple other guns there at the Daniel Defense Range. Ryan Petty, welcome back inside the Six Hour Studios with me. Brother, it's all brought to us by X-Insurance. You ready to keep this conversation going? Lots to cover here. Absolutely. There's more to this story. Oh, there is definitely more to the story. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I had wanted to bring an attorney on the show today. I reached out to Andrew Brancos, who's an attorney who we have on the program on a fairly regular basis, over the years. Andrew's very busy today, but he gave me a statement to read, which I will do shortly. And, Ryan, you're right. There is a lot more breaking Charlie Kirk had a tweet out this morning earlier, and here's what it said. Liberty Safe was sold to Monomoy, Monomoy Capital Partners in 2021, a liberal East Coast investment firm. I can tell you now it's from New York. I pulled the FEC records on the company and found approximately 400000 over the last 10 cycles of max donations to Democrats like Raphael Warnock in Georgia, John Fetterman in PA, Mandela Barnes in Wisconsin, Mark Kelly in Arizona. These people are all avowed enemies of the right to bear arms, ladies and gentlemen. Liberty Safe's current CEO, Justin Hillenbrand, was a founding partner of Monomoy and donated 4600 to Obama for America. And we're supposed to be surprised they betrayed their customers to the FBI as quickly as humanly possible? Boycott Liberty Safe. That's from Charlie Kirk. Let's dig a little bit into that. Because now that we know that, boy, would, you know, I'm going to ask you a question because I know you think like I do. Had you known that, would you have bought a Liberty Safe to begin with?
2: No, I, you know, I, I had kind of an unusual Liberty Safe experience. So I bought it at a gun show, bought mine at a gun show. It was a scratch and dent model. I don't think I got the full customer, you know, Liberty Safe dealer experience. Uh, I don't remember them telling me there was a secret code. I remember them telling me, don't lose the code. If you lose the code, you can't get back in. You can't get back into this thing. You're going to have to cut it open. Uh, So I've been very careful and cautious with that code. Uh, It's stored in a way that nobody else uh, has access to it. Only a couple of close family members know the combination. And, And I use it, Mark, and this is probably an important angle to think about, you know, I think People really need to step back and think about why do they have a safe. A lot of us get this false sense of security about having a safe, that it's impenetrable, that nobody can get to it, that it um, only, you know, our eyes only. And in reality, what we're buying a safe for is really, i I think most people buy it for two two reasons. One is to to keep you know their firearms out of the wrong hands. You've got curious kids you know that may be over at the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. you can keep them locked up and away from them. That's number one. Number two, you want to slow down that thief that maybe maybe has broken into your home and is, wants to go after those firearms because that'd be a great thing to sell on the black market. And so you want to slow them down a little bit, make it difficult, and that's really the core purpose for a safe. This idea that your um, your valuables are, are are safe from you know law enforcement or the federal government or uh, a criminal with you know it's six hours of time is really a false false notion. And I think the safe companies have. Um, marketed, you know, they, they've made their products seem uh, better than they actually are. So I think if we step back and just say, OK, why do I have a safe? I'm, I'm doing it for these reasons. Then we wouldn't be so maybe disappointed uh, when Liberty Safe or another company
0: lets us down. And I think that's an important, uh, important thing to keep in mind. It is an important thing to keep in mind. And I, I can honestly tell you that had I known it, it wasn't even something I thought about. I didn't Mm -hmm. think about what company owns this. It's made here in America. I bought it from a local dealer. You support I support local businesses, as you do. Right. And look, had I known the background that I just read from Charlie Kirk and I did go ahead and confirm all this, it's all true. And there's it's deeper than that. But that's enough for now. We could go into the. The details of it, but we'd be beating our head in the ground because what I just told you is is the is really the bottom line that these guys are owned by. They have donated to left wing gun hating politicians, to gun control, uh, to people who are actively trying to take our gun rights from us. And I had I known that I wouldn't have bought the safe from them. I would have moved over to somebody else. And I have a couple different manufacturers in mind that I will be chatting with here very shortly but i i wouldn't have bought the safe from them had i known that and i so as we look now and change the discussion to moving forward how do they do how do do they survive this i will say this again at least they came out with that statement and tried to make it sound forceful enough the problem that they have ryan is you and i and others like us we are fed up we're sick of it we're tired of it we're tired of the attacks. We're tired of being treated like second-class citizens simply for exercising our right and loving our country and our freedoms. We've had enough. And when we're done, we're done. There's other options out yeah. there. And there are better options out there. Let's be real. If you want to spend more money, there's better options out there and hopefully in the next few days I'll be able to name a few, but I want to I want to get permission to talk about them in the way I want to talk about them. But we walk Do we go back? Oh well, they apologized. Is that enough?
2: It's not. It goes to what I said before. Once trust is broken, it's really, really difficult to earn that trust back. Um, I, I would have if you would have asked me day before yesterday, "Hey Ryan, give me a recommendation on a safe." Or if we, you and I had talked about it just as friends, you know, I would have, I would have recommended Liberty Safe. It's a good. It's a good secure box, or, or or so I thought. What I didn't right. know, and I appreciate you know the, the investigative work that Charlie Kirk t- did and what you've done to sort of verify what he said. I um, I appreciate that. I didn't know they'd been sold to a private equity firm that doesn't have, in my view, doesn't have the the the, the same moral compass that the founders of Liberty Safe I believed at one, at one point had, which was they were aligned with their customers interest. And when, when these things go to these big private equity firms, The customer interest is is sort of uh, a a secondary concern, if if that right. They've built a brand; they're living off that brand. All they're trying to do is reduce the cost of manufacturing and and increase the profit margins. And and who cares, you know, at that point, uh, what they do to the brand? Well, they've stepped in it in a in a Bud Light sort of way, uh, in my view. And I don't think, Mark, you know, to answer your question, they're not coming back from this. I just think. You know, everybody's looking for other options. I know, you know, one of my colleagues uh, over at Bearing Arms has written a first article. He's out reaching out to other safe manufacturers to understand their policies. Mm -hmm. There's only one that I'm aware of that's come out publicly and said, uh, we do not keep your uh, your codes and uh, we have no ability to share them uh, with law enforcement without your knowledge. Um, But I think the whole the industry as a whole needs to step back and learn from this. We Oh, boy. That that customer trust is so precious. And when you break it, you, there's just very difficult to come back from that.
0: Yeah, I want to follow up with Ryan when we come back from this break. Ryan and I have attended SHOT Show together before, and we will again in just a few months. We'll talk about that. How's that going to fly at a trade show? We'll be back right after this. The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Ah, Welcome back. Kind of an interesting conversation today because of the the shenanigans going on with Liberty Safe. And ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's about more than just this one particular company. It's about you as a gun owner. And what you've been up against and the attacks that have come at you for years. And it's has over the last, you know, since the Biden administration, it's reached fever pitch, no doubt. And it's only getting worse. So when you hear this conversation, I want you to think about it in those terms. As a gun owner, how much more are you going to take? Talking with Ryan Petty, Ryan, let's go now to shot. We are in the Six Hour Studios. Okay, we are on the Daniel Defense microphone. We're being presented by X Insurance. All of these companies have spent millions and millions and millions of dollars over the years at the shooting, hunting, and outdoor trade show. Sig is no longer has they they they, they appear for all the stuff prior to. But as of last year and this year, they don't have a booth on the floor. That's because they're supporting in other ways. They still pay the National Shooting Sports Foundation what they would pay if they were on the floor in donations. And they're working on second, other Second Amendment issues. So they're still heavily involved, as is Daniel Defense, as is X-Insurance, and Crossbreed Holsters on all of our partners here. So, Ryan, let's, let's take SHOT Show this year, which is coming up not too far from now in January. I was just telling Greg during the break, There are two groups of people going to be walking around that SHOT Show floor that are going to be very uncomfortable this year. One, the ATF agents that go, and two, now Liberty Safe employees standing around at the largest industry trade show in the country with all of this going on around them. I'd almost rather be walking around with an ATF jacket on than a Liberty Safe card out there, but then I got to thinking, well... At least the ATF agents are armed, you know, and there's some of the ones that are left working over there now are so arrogant. They they just think they don't stink when they stink. But, you know, I feel bad for the individual employees who might not know anything or knew anything about this until this broke. Ryan, right?
2: Yeah, this is the kind of thing that, uh, as a company, they probably didn't share with all the employees. There were probably certain employees that had access to this database, certain uh, employees that had access to uh, the systems that uh, would allow them to share a combination or a master code with with a customer, uh, which this was ostensibly for that. Um, the, The problem is they didn't have the right processes in And systems in place to prevent an employee from sharing this information with law enforcement without a subpoena. And that's what that's what broke yesterday. Um, that's that's uh, the problem that, that for whatever reason they didn't foresee or didn't do proper training or didn't have the right controls in place. And I appreciate the steps they're taking that allow a customer to have a little bit more control, um, there are other things. That the problem, though, I'll go back to is that, it, you know, you have to trust Liberty Safe now mm-hmm. uh, that they've broken that trust. And there are some things, I think, Mark, that, uh, you know, for customers of Liberty Safe and for other safe manufacturers, many of them use the same locks. Uh, there's just a few manufacturers of locks. I've put up on my uh, on my Twitter feed. I just pinned it to my profile. There are some steps that you can take as an individual to reset that master code on mm-hmm. your lock on your Liberty Safe, so you don't have to trust Liberty Safe to do. You know what you can do for yourself. And I would encourage those that are that are uh, still um, afraid to trust Liberty Safe at this point, which I would imagine would be about 99.99% of all Liberty Safe customers to go ahead and search for that information online. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you can find it, just, there, there's a link there uh, that I'm just pointing to some information that I found. And I'm going to go through this process and reset my own master code, because I don't trust that they'll take it out of their database uh,
0: at this point. Yeah, I, we, we discussed that very topic yesterday. Here's what Liberty Safe could have done right out of the box. Like when they delivered to me. And I, I didn't even think about it. I thought that's what was done when I changed it. When the guys turned around and walked out of the room, when I changed the code, I thought it was a done deal. I thought it was right. up to me to put that thing in my other safe, write it down, put it somewhere, put it in a safety deposit box or whatever, give it to somebody I trust. I thought if I couldn't get in, I was calling a locksmith, right? Or a safe Well, that's, cracker. What, that's
2: what they implied. That's what that's they implied what when, I they, when I purchased the safe. Is they called it a master code. Well, so you felt it turns the same way. Was another code. There was another code called an administrative code that goes up and above
0: the master code. So I didn't know. Yeah, it. They didn't disclose that. No, they didn't tell us. So again, after the fact, a little bit, little too late. It's the future customer that they're not going to get now, right? Those that are listening, I'm not buying from them. Forget it; it's too late. I'll go somewhere else. Those people will never go. You'll have some that will. There's still some people that buy Bud Light uh, that that always will. But (laughs) 25 billion or 30 billion in two quarters is a lot of money to lose. Those those customers aren't coming back. Now I spoke with Andrew Brank, an attorney, and he couldn't make it today. So I asked him a question, and he responded. Here's the question. Was Liberty Safe obligated by law when presented with a warrant from the FBI to search the homeowner's safe to give them the code, or could they have told the FBI to blank blank like Apple did? If you can provide that a quote, I'll read it on air today and here's was, here's the attorney's response. Apple makes four hundred billion a year in revenue. Liberty Safe makes sixty seven million. They're not equally positioned to tell the federal government, to blank off, even if they wanted to. And I don't expect Liberty wanted to anyway. They're a New York investment bank owned company with New York values, and I expect they never imagined for a moment that they were doing anything objectionable when they immediately bent the knee to the FBI's request. And he continues they were blind to the problem until their customers made them aware of it by their appropriate outrage not to excuse liberty but everyone knows that if law enforcement actually shows up with a warrant you have to do what the warrant says if the cops have a warrant to get into your safe they can just cut it open if that's what's required to get in because companies know this is the ultimate outcome of the government if the government wants it to be they tend to make the easier take the easier path of just acceding to the government's request even short of that level of authority especially given that at least implicit threat of governmental backlash if they present as disagreeable. FBI, OSHA, IRS, we all see the federal government wrongfully weaponized against citizens every day. Again, that's not an excuse for liberty, but we ought not be surprised when New York owned companies are willing to readily bend over at the request of the federal government out of both weakness and political alignment with that authoritative government. The prudent citizen things. What could this company do that would be harmful to me if it succumbed to pressure from the federal government? The answer ought to be nothing. But anything digital has the risk of a digital backdoor in place from the manufacturer, as happened here. I can tell you this. I'm personally not in the market for a Liberty Safe. That's from the attorney. Now, that goes back, Ryan, to what we talked about in the first segment. And that is, you want to get subpoena me. Blank. Now, Apple, as, as I mentioned yesterday, Apple's what got a market cap of three trillion dollars. They can tell anybody to go, whatever they want. But I understand Liberty Safe can't do that, as Andrew mentioned here. Anything in that statement that comes that you want to comment on? Thirty seconds.
2: No, I. I, I look. I think he's absolutely right, and Apple is in a different category. But we need more companies acting and behaving like Apple. Uh, quite frankly, and I, I, it pains me to say that um, because I don't necessarily trust Apple, but they have stood firm on the right to customer privacy. Whether they, whether they live up to that ideal will, remains to be seen, but in, in a couple of very high-profile cases, Apple has told the
0: government, no, we don't have the key, we don't have the technology to get the key, you're on your own. Yan Yon what we said yesterday. We've got one more segment with Ryan Petty. Fascinating conversation. We'll wrap it up. Last segment of the show on a Thursday here in the six Sauer studios at AAR Ranch on the Daniel Defense microphone. all brought to you by X Insurance back after the break.
6: This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to
0: the show. Daniel Defense is a great company. As Ryan Petty, my guest, can attest, he and I and his wife were there not too long ago, just a few months back, and had a great time over there. We brought you two hours of this program from the floor at Daniel Defense. It's a great company. Sign up for their emails. I got a great one yesterday. Their products are amazing. And I think I'm, Greg, in the market now for another 12-pack of the 32-round magazines for my Daniel Defense ARs, because why not, right? Yeah, sure, why not? too many. No. And I just love the whole 12-pack idea thing of magazines. I think it's wonderful. Plus, I like the little disclaimer at the bottom. We cannot ship to New York. We cannot ship to New Jersey. We cannot ship all these blue states, and about seven or eight of them they can't ship to. And I'm like, well, they can ship to me. Hell, I can go down and pick them up if I want to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get me some more, because I can. DanielDefense.com. All of our great partners are visible for you at armedamericanradio.com. We'll talk more about them later, but do yourself a solid. Pick up some Defender coffee, some Heaven's Harvest food. Heaven's Harvest has got it going on over there, guys. Get some emergency food over there. Pick up a really comfortable pillow or a dog bed for your best friend. Your dogs will love it. Cats, whatever. They'll love it. MyPillow.com. Use the promo code AAR everywhere, and you'll get some great discounts on all that stuff. Ryan Petty, welcome back. So... Again, this is a bigger question. Are, are others watching? Are they getting it? Is this, what type of message is this sending within the firearms industry?
2: I, well, uh, you, that remains to be seen. I don't know if I can answer your question positively. I, you know, my colleague over at Bearing Arms reached out to other safe manufacturers to understand their po- policies. There's only one that I'm aware of so far that stood up and said, "Hey, we make this. Uh, we we disclose this very carefully to our customers, and and you can opt out of us having the code." Um, I, I, boy, there should be a Harvard Business Review lesson on on <laughs> this failure here for by Liberty Safe, and and I think it's it's a warning to every company affiliated with or associated with products, Second Amendment products, needs to step back, have an executive meeting, perhaps a board meeting, step back and say, okay, I want to understand our policies vis-a-vis how do we protect customer sensitive customer information and what are our policies, procedures, and systems of control, what do we have in place to protect our customer privacy and our customers' rights uh, as defined in law? And and there should be some soul-searching done
0: across the board. So what does, this, this is what interests me, because I work with partners, as you know, in the firearms industry. What is, the, what is the local gun shop owner? And you know, ladies and gentlemen, you've been to a gun shop. Most of you have. If not, go to one. There are lots of fun. You'll find all kinds of cool stuff you want to come home with. But you see you know, walls of safes. You'll see various brand names here. You'll see Liberty there. What does a local dealer do? What does the local gun dealer do? Does the local gun dealer stop doing business with Liberty? Because guess what's going to happen? Oh, you're carrying Liberty safe. You know, why are you so carried? Did you, know what happened? That's the kind of stuff. Those are conversations that are being had in gun shops across the country. Right.
2: Oh, I, I imagine every single Liberty safe dealer is on the phone with their sales rep right now saying, what do I do? Uh, I've got, you know, 500, you know, 500 right. pound paperweights sitting here right now that I can't sell and I'm not going to be able to sell. So how are you going to make me whole, Liberty Safe, in in the fact that I've got products sitting in you know, taking up retail space that isn't going to move for the next several months? What are you doing right now? And I would imagine they're in crisis mode at Liberty Safe, trying to figure out how to make their dealers whole in this regard. Um, and hopefully, they're learning a powerful lesson, uh, because right now, I don't think anybody's going to be buying a Liberty Safe for, le- for the foreseeable future. They're not until they can be assured that Liberty Safe will live up to its promise that you know, they made I, today to date, Mr.
0: I was asked the question a couple times yesterday and a couple times this morning. Would you accept a partnership or sponsorship from Liberty Safe after this? No. I'd lose listeners over it. Look, I know my customer base, Ryan. I think I do. I better. How come they don't? Well, I
2: mean, the the, the quick answer is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is they <laughs> lost their way, right? They got, sold, they got sold to private equity. They got sold to a private equity firm out of New York that is, look, I've I've worked for a company that was acquired by private equity. What they do is they come in, they very quickly, there's a formula that all of these New York private equity firms have. They come in and they look at a business and they say, great brand, great product, great sales and customer base, we can make that 10 times more efficient. And they come in and they figure out how to cut manufacturing costs, right? And so that can be offshoring production, or it can be using cheaper materials, or it can be, you know, buying in larger quantities. There's lots of ways they do this, but their whole goal is to increase the profit margins on that business. And they don't care how the brand was, they don't care. And oftentimes they don't understand how that brand was built and the customer confidence that took years to establish for Liberty safe, right? The reputation that they had that, that made their products, uh, in many cases, more expensive than a competitor's product, but in the minds of the customer were worth it because they had built that brand and they would built that trust up with the customers. These private equity guys come in. They don't understand how any of that happens. They've got a spreadsheet. They run the business to the spreadsheet. They're driving margins and, share, and, and value for shareholders, but they're going to learn a powerful lesson on this one. You don't drive shareholder value by destroying the brand
0: and the trust of your customer base. I can't believe you got that in in time, but th- because that that answer we could spend another hour talking about that. I hope everybody out there is paying attention regardless of what industry you're in. Pay attention to what's happening here. This is a this is a different climate. And we're seeing the results of what can happen on just a social media post. Just like that. Boom. And you mentioned the years and years and years. Bud Light building a brand, number one selling beer in the country for what? Decades. They essentially owned the market for many, many years. Poof. One 30-second social media post out the window. Gone. Just like that. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to be careful. I mean, pay attention to what's happening. Because I can tell you right now, and I, Ryan, I think you'll agree with me. Let me ask you if you do. But... We've had enough, and when we feel threatened at this point, we walk, don't we? And we don't come back. I walked away from the NFL years ago. I, I couldn't even tell you when the season, if the season even started. Don't care. Don't pay any attention to it. When we walk, we walk, don't we? We, we do, and, it, and, and again, this,
2: many of these companies like the NFL and these organizations decided to, to – dismiss the concerns and the cares of their customers to push a social agenda or social message or, or whatever. And, and they're paying the price for that. That's what happened to Bud Light. That's what happened to the NFL. It's what happened to some of these others. This case here with Liberty Safe is just simple, not understanding your customer and what they value. And they value privacy. They value protection. And when you, when you break that trust, it's really difficult to get that back. It may well, never come back for Liberty sake. It
0: may never come back. I hate to see that for the local dealers and, and, and the salespeople and all that, the distributors and all those who had nothing to do with it. Ryan Petty, thank you for being here, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you real soon, too, by the way. It looks like it might be shot, but that's right around the corner, my friend. Thank you for being here. Ryan Petty, Parkland Dad. Absolutely, anytime. When we come back. I'm actually going to play you some ACDC, but I'm not going to play you ACDC, but kind of. It's a lot of fun. It's hilarious, and we'll start the second hour off with a good laugh. We'll be back after this.
1: You've just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network.